Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. I guess that makes us Bosley. Uh, good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Futures are under the gun to start the week after the tragic developments out of Afghanistan. We've got some COVID worries, of course, a miss on China eco data. Our roadmap is going to begin with the tapered timeline, though. Some shifting policy views have potentially opened the door for the Fed to announce it will begin tapering as early as September. Tesla shares lower as the U.S. opens a formal safety probe into the autopilot system. And crypto surging once again, topping a $2 trillion market cap for the first time in nearly three months. So we just listed there some of the worries that we wake up to on a Monday, Jim. And we're going to get a lot of retail earnings this week. Maybe they give us a better sense as to at least how the consumer is digesting all of this. I I think that's absolutely true. Uh, A lot of the price increases that Frank Holland discussed in the previous show, which is pretty jarring, I think are in response to the fact that everybody got money from the government. And there's no resistance. Obviously, look, these are guys who know to cut and promote if they feel like they need to discount things. And they obviously don't think that that there's any need to discount. So what we're going to hear is, I think, some really great numbers from companies that are selling things full priced that we will be surprised about. But maybe they also comment that back to school is tricky, given the fact that the uh, when you listen to Dr. Gottlieb, it's very true that under 12 very difficult to figure out how they're going to go to school. Right. Uh, we're going to hear a piece of what uh, the doctor said on Squawk a few moments ago, but uh, uh, Airbnb, uh, Southwest, the UMish numbers on Friday, Jim, which uh, you were out on Friday, but fifth biggest collapse in a month in the history of the series. Look, uh, I listened to that Airbnb call, and it was really interesting to hear uh, Brian Chesky because it's all good about the past. And then it's just completely open about the future. Now, DoorDash, which also went down, was very good about the future, given the fact that there might be a lockdown. So I came back and said, you know what? I I, I like Stephanie Link. Why don't you give me something that has a price earnings multiple I don't have to worry about? Because these stocks are new. They're unseasoned. And when I hear that there may be trouble with DoorDash drivers, when I hear that Airbnb people are reluctant to go, I said, well, these companies aren't priced like that. They're just not. So uh, I am, call me uncertain about all the new companies. Now, today, when I look at the research, we were going, up, okay, Applovin, Ryan Specialty, oh, Wheels Up, CS Disco. I mean, CS Disco. I don't know. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. No, it turns out it's a legal solutions company. Uh, First Advantage. Oh, I love that. Kaltura. I thought that was a jeans company. Paycor. I mean, look at these things. I mean, I got to know every one of them. And then suddenly I get to Cisco. Yes, a name we know. And I say, ah. <laughs> Thank heavens. August 18. Chuck Robbins. Totally realistic. He'll be great. And then uh, Sonos. OK, well, I have Sonos. But I mean, honestly, uh, pay 
quarter. Is it a junior workday? Now, by the way, I've actually done research in these, so it's not like I'm making yes. them. But yes. there were, we're now in that era where all these companies that rang the bell are now getting research coverage. And it is very hard for someone trying to be good to figure out whether you buy wheels. Or not. No, you've made this point before, that the street only has a certain bandwidth. And we've had so many companies come to market. Honest right. Company gets us some research as well uh, today that, uh, you know, how good is the homework, right? No. Yeah. And I, I look at uh, first advantage, improving the hiring process. City likes it. 25 goes to 28. Well, I, I don't want to, I want twenty five dollars to fifty. Right. I'm not going to do three dollars for some company that just started, right. even though it sounds like a good company. This taper discussion, Jim, is it adding anything new? I mean, or is this something we already have baked in? September announcement, maybe December, rolling uh, off purchases by the middle of next year, et well, cetera. Yeah, I, I think that I have a mortgage company on this week, and uh, they're convinced, like everybody knows, and everybody's trying to get a mortgage ahead of time. But they're the only people I, I actually are focused on other than traders. I mean, will there be algorithmic traders who sell things on a taper? I mean, I don't think it'd be a taper tantrum. I think it's not going to be a taper yawn. But it'd be an instance to be a, a taper weeping. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a tantrum. A tantrum to me implies sell stocks. I think people are very reluctant to get rid of their stocks, given the fact that it's been impossible, impossible to get back in once you go. I mean, I, I, I was I, for my travel trust. I went back into PayPal. Now, PayPal doesn't act well. But I said, oh, there's a chance. Finally, doesn't act well. I mean, to get in, you want to get into things because you just see them go up and yes. up and up. And it's driving people crazy. Well, you've made this point before. There's a piece on Bloomberg over the weekend where you're now up nearly at 200 days without a 5 percent pullback. 48 all time highs so far this year. You take out. Uh, 1964, Jim, that's the, the most we've had at this point in a year in 100 years. It's extraordinary. But there is a lot of money that was sent by the government to people. Uh, I watched, like everybody else, people climbing terrible C-130s. And I remember I went back and looked, uh, thank you to Bing West, about what happened in Vietnam. In Vietnam, they, the U.S. Air Force flew 201 C-140s, 174 C-130 sorties, evacuated 45,000 Vietnamese to Guam, evacuating 7,800 people to Thailand. Uh, 660 hel- uh, 71 U.S. helicopters flew 660 sorties. They took out 50,000 people. 50,000 people. It was, an, it was Secretary Schlesinger. was a brilliant man. The United States took out 2,000 Afghans. Yeah. I mean, so I figure, all right, you're Taiwan, and you're looking at it, you say, whoa. I mean, just a second. Chinese, obviously cheering the Taliban. Maybe we got to rethink who we send chips to. Uh, the market doesn't even care. I mean, I was watching the futures yep. last night. I said, do the, the futures not know what just happened in Afghanistan? I think a lot of people uh, were... We're looking for a broader decline than we're seeing so far, at least this morning. It's early. Uh, it is early. Uh, and speaking of the, the line between Afghanistan and the markets, let's get to our own Dan Murphy this morning uh, for the latest, at least out of Kabul. Dan, good morning. Hi there, Carl. Yeah, curious to really get your take on whether or not you think this is impacting equity futures right now. But I wanted to begin with the latest from Kabul Airport, which has really become the epicenter of this story Take a look at the latest vision that we're getting from Kabul Airport, where we see scenes of complete chaos and desperation. Earlier today, Afghans clamouring around a moving US Air Force plane. You can see some of them clinging in desperation to the side of that aircraft. That aircraft is underway. The engines 
are running. You can also see others trying to keep up, running alongside, essentially attempting to leave Afghanistan, which is now well and truly under Taliban control. Of course, we have seen also reports of shots being fired at the airport earlier on today. And at the same time, Reuters reporting that five people were killed in the chaos at the airport. However, NBC's, NBC News has not been able to independently verify that reporting. Of course, President Joe Biden is going to have to politically explain these visuals. He's not doing a lot of talking at the moment. We understand right now the White House is considering its response. But this, of course, comes after we saw extraordinary pictures emerging in the past 24 hours of Taliban fighters making their way inside the Afghan presidential palace, essentially cementing Taliban control over the capital, Kabul, and ultimately Taliban control over Afghanistan near two decades after the original American entry into that country. So the situation on the ground still very fluid as it stands. On the other side of the airport as well, what we know is that the United States has been attempting to remove its own American diplomats from the country. Most have been able to leave safely, we understand, but that uh, evacuation effort is still very much underway. What we're also looking out for now is any commentary from an emergency session of the United Nations Security Council, which is getting underway in around an hour's time. Uh, we're looking out to see how world leaders are reacting to this so far. We've seen condemnation from the majority of countries who are ultimately quite concerned about what an Afghanistan under Taliban control is going to mean for, number one, security in the region, this part of the world that I'm in right now, the Middle East, and, of course, security globally. And are we going to see, perhaps, Afghanistan again becoming a hotbed for terrorism into the future, guys? A lot to unpack there. Back over to you. Uh, Dan, certainly a lot of our policymakers here are having to revisit some of their earlier expectations about that very uh, dynamic. Dan Murphy, thank you. Um, Jim, the pictures are so disheartening uh, all weekend long, and yet we know this is a market that, at least in the last couple of years, doesn't respond to geopolitical risk. No. I was thinking about your 1964, okay, versus 1975, where the market was just in this morass, and there are many reasons why but that was the collapse of Saigon. And I'm just thinking, no market's bulletproof. Uh, we may discover midday that the semis go down because of worry about Taiwan. But people have a hard time relating anything to anything. I mean, let's give you an example. For a long time, oil went up, and we felt confident about the economy. Oil's been down for several days now. Oil doesn't look so good. No one's even mentioning the fact that Venezuela has reached a compromise, where they actually, I think, are going to be re-welcomed uh, as a nation that used to produce 4 million barrels a day. Uh, and... It, what happens? People yawn. They just keep yawning. Like, I don't know how long you can yawn before you just say, wait a second. There's just a lot of things going wrong. But at the same time, the money, the money, the money, right. the money is here. And I see the travel plans cancel. But then I see a company buy a hotel. And I'm yes. thinking, wow, some people longer term are very bullish. But I urge people to go in and read that Airbnb conference call because you will not be bullish. You'll say, wow, because I thought Airbnb was the way to travel because you felt that that was the safest. Now it just seems like i got to hear more from Southwest and Airbnb. I want to hear like the like because right now I don't feel confident. Uh, indeed. And speaking of all of that, uh, we are going to keep our eyes on travel stocks today. Uh, talk about the Delta variant. Uh, this is what Dr. Gottlieb had to say this morning about uh, the whole dynamic and including children in hospitals. Take a listen. 
About 1% of kids who get diagnosed with COVID get hospitalized. About a third of them get admitted to the intensive care unit. So we don't have a lot of pediatric beds in this country. We could find ourselves in a situation where we start to get pressed for capacity very quickly, especially if a lot of kids remain vulnerable and we end up going back to school and you start seeing outbreaks in the school setting. The reality right now is we don't know how many kids have been infected. So the percentage of U.S. hospital beds that are COVID-related, about 10% right now. It was about 2% in June. On the other hand, did a million vaccinations yesterday. Yes. We, that's double that from June. Untold stories. You'll get a Provincetown breakout, and everyone says, holy cow, get people together. It's no good. Seven hospitalizations, no deaths. Okay, so uh, the people who are uh, anti-vax are going to get sick uh, at a much more serious... I mean, if you knew that you could have the sickness be less intense. Why would you not go for that vaccine? But that's still proven to be a very difficult sell for some. But I was very heartened by more. I mean, I'll get a lot of heat that I was heartened by a million people taking it. I I think as a nation, it's great. We don't want those hospitalizations that Dr. Dr. Gottlieb has been true north the whole way. And and so is Dr. Eric Topol, by the way. Uh, A lot of people at CDC look toward Eric Topol. And it's weird because like, they're following his tweets, but he's gospel. Yeah. And both of them just, only they, they show you charts. And the charts are rather magnificent if you had the vaccine and horrendous if you don't. Right. So, I mean, why be part of the horrendous? Why? I, I struggle about someone who's choosing to be really sick versus someone who's not. I mean, the idea is to live. That's like the goal. Yep. Uh, keep you safe. I did yeah. see a Mercer study, about 14% now of U.S. employers that they surveyed say they will or already have instituted vaccine mandates for their workers. Right. And we'll hear more, I'm sure, in the days to come. But the president never did. Really interesting. Yeah. He never did. Well, I'm not sure they felt like they had a federal standing, right? No, I know. But, well, it saved more lives. Less people sick. To me, it's like positive. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm an outlier here, but the positive notion. When we come back, we are going to take a closer look into that investigation into Tesla that was announced out of NHTSA just a while ago. In the meantime, busy week setting up between the retail earnings, FOMC minutes. We are going to hear from Powell at some point. Don't forget NVIDIA and Cisco. Uh, more squawk on the street from the NYSE straight ahead. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The U.S. government opening a formal investigation into into Tesla's autopilot system. Our Phil LeBeau has the latest this morning. Hey, Phil. Hey, Carl. This is what a lot of people have been calling for for some time. 
And as you take a look at shares of Tesla, you see they're under a little bit of pressure, not extreme pressure, but a little bit of pressure after the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration announced that it will be opening a formal investigation looking into Tesla's autopilot technology. What will NHTSA be looking at? Well, specifically, it will be looking at 11 crashes where Tesla vehicles were in autopilot mode and they crashed into emergency vehicles. Those crashes led to 17 injuries, one fatality. This will involve the models S, X, Y, and 3. 765,000 vehicles, basically everything Tesla has made from 2014 through 2021. Altogether, NHTSA has reports of 31 incidents involving autopilot technology. That includes these 11, and there have been others as well. But for this investigation, it'll only be focused on the 11 crashes. By the way, those go back to 2018, those crashes. As you once again take a look at Tesla over the last five years, as this stock has moved higher, Elon Musk has repeatedly defended autopilot, even as critics have said, look, there are not enough safeguards in here. It's camera-based only. It doesn't use LiDAR technology. Uh, it allows drivers to think that the car is completely self-driving. When it's not, Elon Musk has at times said, yes, it's not completely self-driving. At the same time, he has also sold the perception, if you will, that autopilot is essentially the way for you to get in your car and your car is going to take you from point A to point B. Though, again, when pressed on analyst calls and at other times, Jim, he has said, sure, it's not 100% self-driving. So we'll see what happens here with the uh, NHTSA investigation. Just a reminder, Jim, the way this works, NHTSA investigates. If they find there's a, a flaw with the technology, they go to an automaker and they say, you should recall this technology or come up with a solution. If the automaker says, no, we're not going to do that, then NHTSA goes to court to force a recall. But we're a long ways from that happening. We still need to see exactly what happens with this formal investigation. Well, Phil, I think that's a great report, but it made me think, are those really bad numbers? I mean, over a long period of time, I think it's very few. And then I question, let's say drunk driver versus sober driver. Uh, how many people would a drunk driver have killed? So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it sounds like a pretty good uh, anybody gets a uh, crash is all bad. But anybody, that's a very few number, isn't it, Phil? Well, it depends on how you look at it, Jim. Uh, some people would look at this and they would say, there are 31 incidents, 11 crashes in this investigation, 31 altogether that uh, NHTSA has acknowledged. Um, so the question becomes, are those the only ones that we know about? And the other question becomes, is the technology being marketed and sold to the public in a fashion that makes them think their vehicle is completely self-driving? Because it's not. It is not self-driving technology. And so that's the question, Carl. And ultimately, we'll see if anything comes of this. By the way, we have yet to hear from Elon Musk. Remember, they disbanded their media relations department. Uh, and a few reporters already tweeted at Elon saying, Elon, do you have anything to say about this investigation? We'll see what he has to say. Uh, that's pattern recognition yes. because he sometimes does uh, make material comments on Twitter, Phil. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Thank you, our Phil LeBeau. Uh, meantime, uh, it's interesting. You got that going on. GM and Ford are fighting about the terminology of the, the word cruise. Uh, so you know, autonomy is moving along in, in different kinds of ways. Yes, and we still haven't heard from the big guns, like, uh, somebody like uh, a Waymo from Alphabet. What are they doing? Intel, Mobileye. Watch that one. Pat Gelsinger, I think, uh, has 
inherited a very good business and it's going to be, I think, maybe the leader in self-driving. So I'm not giving up on self-driving because I think that if we had ro- robots that drove rather than humans when, they, when Henry Ford started mass producing, we have far fewer deaths. But I also recognize that any death is too many. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to watch it after the NHTSA headlines did cross about an hour ago. We're going to get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell in a moment. In the meantime, futures uh, continue to look weak here on the first day of a busy five sessions. We're back in a moment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Let's get to Kramer's Mad Dash ahead of the opening bell. I got to know what you think of Ray J. Cutting Chipotle. All right. So I read the whole report and it makes me want to buy the stock really (laughs) badly. First of all, they raised the price target. Second, they said they're going to exceed numbers. Third, they got a path to three million dollars average unified, which is incredible. That is so much better than everybody else. Uh, And and then they say, well, look, it's it's run a lot. Now, it has run a lot. But this is the kind of thing, of course, they keep it from uh, they go from strong by to outperform. This is what analysts struggle with, which is that stocks have moved up so much. What do they do? And I actually think this is a prudent piece. But at the same time, will it come down? No. I mean, this stock is up. I, I've been using the $2,000 price target. It's one of my f- absolute favorites. But at the same time, I don't think this is bad research because the guys had a home run. And, right. you know, you, you, why not take it down? I mean, all you can do is go wrong at this point. Right. I mean, their, their point is that this move may not look like much. It's a 37% move in six weeks. Right, there's not much left. Right. I mean, that's, look, I, again, I think it's pretty interesting because what they're saying is, look, we, we don't recommend, we don't push stocks when there's only a, a little bit left, 7.5%. And that's true. I mean, so I applaud this research because you caught this move. And if you caught this move, hallelujah. Uh, I, I like the stock long term, but short term for traders, good piece. Yeah, uh, not getting dinged up five bucks. Uh, we will get the opening bell in about five minutes. Don't go anywhere. Sonos is up in the pre-market after an International Trade Commission judge ruled that Alphabet's Google, Google unit had infringed on some of Sonos's audio technology patents. Uh, coming on the heels of that surprise profit last week, Jim. Well, you know, Sonos is one of those companies that I think people spend more time in their house. Well, bingo, they get Sonos. By the way, uh, if you take a look at Best Buy, that's doing quite well, too. But this is this patent portfolio that I didn't really know existed is so important. It, this ITC ruling is there's apparently five patents, Sonos, many patents. Uh, to me, it, it, it didn't seem like it had as much intellectual property as I realized. Those of us who love Sonos just figured it's a, it's a connected speaker system. But no. And uh, just one more reason to own it. I yep. guess that's the best way to look at I it. I see you have the Jeffries. Notice they go to Very positive. They up to hold with a 50 target. But I guess what? The hold is reflecting valuation concerns y- at these levels? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, this is one of those things where there's real momentum in this company. People are looking for something to play the next level delta, too. 
uh, I know there are a lot of people who are saying, listen, give me something if people go back home. Not lockdown, but just you know, stay more at home, right. uh, that you don't return to the office. This is the one people coming back to. As opposed to a Zoom or Peloton or the classic lockdown place. Overplayed. Yeah. Overplayed. Yeah. Now, I, I saw a Foley the other weekend. Uh, the guy's, well, he's not going to tell me he's not bullish, but uh, they continue to do well with their ecosystem. Yep. But I just think uh, when you look at a Williams-Sonoma, which I like very much, people are talking about, well, wait a second, are, are there going to be port problems? Uh, a restoration harbor, the, now RH, uh, the very positive note by, by Callan about it. Now, my problem with all these is, can we get the stuff out of China? Can we get it out of China? And I don't know. I mean, that's our biggest worry these yeah. days. I mean, it's also because of the Etsy quarter and the Roku quarter. Like, it's whiplash. Because they're talking about people going out more, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, you, if it's an in-play, you want to go out. If it's an out-play, you want to go in. Right. I mean, I would have just assumed in support we say the issue here is that we were able to go to the stores. Maybe we won't go to the store. I went to McDonald's this weekend. And I went in, no mask. It was terrific. I, boy, I love their coffee. I got the coffee, and I said, wow, it's all changed. And then I said, well, wait a second. What am I doing here? Maybe I should have a mask, right. but how do you yeah. drink coffee with a mask? I know. You have me wearing the N95s again. Uh, it's yeah. just to be Back safe. Back N95. Just a, just a layer of protection. There's the opening bell at the big board this morning. It is Airspan Network's uh, telecom equipment company celebrating its listing via SPAC. And at the NASDAQ Monroe, an auto service provider, uh, which we're watching as well. Um, yields, Jim, uh, back to two and a quarter this morning. Uh, we're going to watch that, I guess. Um, interesting that uh, really the tenure did come off of some technical levels uh, right. last week. Right. Well, I, I never want, for most of the people who watch our show, uh, market, they're long. Uh, so I never want to say, hey, look, I, it's rational that the market's down. But we, we did lose Afghanistan over the weekend. Now, I know we were supposed to lose it, but I don't think we'd lose it over the weekend. And the fact that that would have no impact on the market is just ridiculous. We have allies. Uh, the allies saw that. Don't we think that some allies take a, a stand and say, you know what, this is what happened with Vietnam. Maybe we won't be protected. Now, look, it's entirely possible that there, that would happen in Afghanistan. It stays in Afghanistan, but it's not Vegas. Is right. real, but, and, but also wasn't unexpected. This, this, Truly. In fact, it was delayed. Truly. Um, it seemed to be only the military didn't realize yes. it was unexpected. The, the, the diplomatic corps uh, and that horrendous flight reminds me very much of Saigon. But again, Saigon was far more orderly. Uh, I think that I'm just worried about, look, there's really only one. I sent you this weekend. Uh, you have to look at anyone who is trying to figure between us and China. Because there's China immediately saying we're going to build roads. Now, that's incredible. How is that possible that they're going to have any more luck than the United States and Russia? It is called the graveyard of empires. So you think always. I read that. Longer, yes. 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 So you're suggesting maybe China says we want to take a crack at this. Good luck. <laughs> Another failed venture. Yeah. Uh, I think that the that the idea that the Chinese, who have not necessarily been all that great to Muslims, suddenly found a country that they liked, it's Muslim. It seems pretty fanciful. Yeah. But uh, the American, like the press, has given, I think, Biden a pretty, you know, pretty positive yep. Yep. note on it. Uh, Trump wanted out. Biden wanted out. Everybody wanted out. So when it happened, why was it a shock to people? Or did, was it, did they think that it would take weeks instead of uh, the weekend? Right. It was kind of amazing. And then I figured, well, you know what? The market is going to be down initially. And then people are going to come in and start buying tech because maybe they think that the economy is going to slow. They want old tech. I mean, 
It is it is beleaguering to it's think, funny. okay, which are they going to buy? It's funny. You say, well, maybe Seagate uh, gets upgraded today. Yeah, I saw today. that upgrade. STX. UB, UBS goes to 105. It's one of the biggest gainers on the S&P, Jim. <laughs> uh, to your point about, I mean, AMD's getting a little bit here. <laughs> so rid- yep. Well, I mean, look, uh, I, I do look at things that are uh, drug stocks coming back and uh, it, it's just really hard to find. When you see Costco up so big, right, you start saying to yourself, you know what, it, people want to buy American uh, retail. And Matt Boss with a fine piece out today. Uh, Mer- you know, Costco's not report for a while, but that's at the, at the heart of what people want to buy. And I'm struggling with the idea that there's got to be something worth selling. Something should be sold. We have so many new companies coming. Everybody's got to buy on every, like Ryan Specialty Insurance. That's one of the worst businesses in the world, being a broker for specialty insurance. No, a lot of buys. <laughs> so I, I got to go Ryan. Time to buy Ryan. Right. Uh, when you look at a company like, like Zoom, okay, Zoom's a good example. Zoom has changed rather radically. Much better company. Okay, my stepson works for Zoom, but I'm just saying, look at the company. But you know, that's a high multiple stock. That's high multiple. People want low multiple. I bet you Cisco is one. Let me just check. I mean, Cisco is like kind of bulletproof. Uh, yeah, down 23 cents. Yeah. I'd buy that. 2.6 um, yield. J- JPM does reiterate an overweight on Cisco. <laughs> no, you read that? <laughs> Basically, it's like, hey, this is okay. This <laughs> one's all right. I mean, like I read that. And it's like, hey, you know, that's an 8 and 8. No, 8 and 9. 9 and 8 team because we got 17 games. You want to be 9 and 8. That could be in the right division. That's yes. a good stock. Yes. Um, well, of the retailers, and you mentioned some of them, we're going to get Walmart, uh, Target, Lowe's, ELHD, uh, TJX, and Ross. Oh, what a week. I mean, do you foresee landmines? Do you see, like, a, a conference call coming along where the CFO's like, consumers, you, Mish, was not, a, was not an outlier? I, I think those guys are all, I mean, I'm looking at, at what Matt, Matt Boss put out today, and people are constructive. Everyone's constructive. And by the way, they can be constructive because they say, listen, in another seven weeks, everybody who doesn't have this virus is going to get it or unless they get vaccinated because the thing spreads. I mean, I don't think people realize that, you know, if you're it's like chicken pox. When I went to school, there was chicken. You know, no one had chicken pox. We went to school. We all had chicken pox. Sure. I mean, it's kind of like in a, eating inside. I don't know. Can't eat without a mask. That's the big problem. Got to eat. Got to take the mask off. Yep. See, that's that, you, you could if you could eat with a mask, <laughs> we'd be safe. It's just that I haven't figured that out yet. I have seen some pictures of musicians in bands where they do cut a small hole and the trumpeter can play that way. Well, there's a go. Yeah. There's a go. Yeah. I don't know. When you want to eat a taco, it's really good to have your mouth open. <laughs> there's a, there's a profound statement. No, no, it, it is a you know, look, that's why we're getting vaccine uh, mandates for restaurants in New York. In San Francisco, right. in New Orleans, I'm not sure how you're handling the policy. I think that begins today. It begins today, and I don't know, worn out by it, don't know what to do. Uh, just kind of feel like that. What's everyone else doing? What's everyone else doing? It is amazing. I'll tell you, the one vaccine that I'm really worried about is the stock that's been the best change in. Uh, it just doesn't go down. And the the one that I think is really people should focus on is Regeneron, because Regeneron has. Oh, there we go. Regeneron's finally moving up. Regeneron has the. Uh, the drip that makes it so that monoclonal antibody that makes it so if you do get it and it's serious, it's Regeneron. And they're shipping five hundred fifty thousand of these. I don't know how many they can make. They're like a million. But this is the stock to own if you think that this thing's going to continue. That's the stock. Not to own. not the vaccine makers. Uh, 
I think they're okay. They've had such a run. Right. Moderna had a big short squeeze. I happen to love Moderna as a company. Pfizer's still not expensive. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at Pfizer versus, say, Lilly on the strength of maybe, maybe something for Alzheimer's, you know, you realize that these are inflated. And yet Regeneron, it's not an expensive stock, which is rather incredible. Right. I mean, Regeneron's a great company. They've got so many things going for it, not just, not just a monoclonal antibody. I mean, they've got stuff by Leah's for macular degeneration. They've got a fantastic anti-cholesterol. Uh, but Regeneron is the monoclonal antibody, and that's what's going to. That's what I think is making a lot of people live and would have died. Right. Well, it's certainly, uh, it's been a, a priority for DeSantis in Florida, right? Yes. Uh, making some comments lately about the importance of yeah. of that uh, that cocktail. You know, I have to say that testing, daily testing of kids before they go to school. I mean, I've been telling people to buy Abbott because Binax. I took Binax twice this weekend. Good luck getting a PCR test right now, yeah. at yeah. least in, in New York City, in the New York City area. They're out, wow. right? It's all antigen tests. I'm, uh, oh, my. Supply is getting cramped. Yeah. That's Danaher, and that does a really good one, and Hologic has a really good one. Thermo, well, there we go, Thermo Fisher. Right. Those are the three. I didn't know it was that situation. I actually have great faith in the Binax. I don't want to take it every day. I'm just like, hey, my wife took Binax. So, like, we're sitting around having breakfast. What are you doing? No, I'm taking Binax. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm having a cup of coffee. What are you doing? I'm Binax. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Carl, things have changed. Like, hey, you already got there. Yeah. Pass the Binax, will you? <laughs> they give you two of them in a box. Okay. They, you know, we went and bought every Binax that was at Rite Aid. It's like, why not? We want to test every day, especially because once kids start going to school, they come home, they could be carriers. So let's have some Binax. Yep. You come home, instead of having a G&T, you have a Binax. <laughs> it's like Mad Men, a diff- different era yes. Mad Men. Hey. Um, T-Mobile, uh, Jim, says it's investigating claims in an online forum of a data breach uh, that would involve the personal data of over 100 million users. Um, interesting. Uh, we're getting, That's about all we have on it at the moment. Yeah, I was surprised that you know, that comes out. There's a lot of companies, let's say, that came out from... Remember the days, uh, I don't want to mention the company, it's not right. But that, that has come out before and uh, for other companies, and it's really crushed their stocks. Uh, Mike Siebert should give us a call. I'm serious. Mike should call you during Tech Check. Just say, listen, you know, don't worry about it. Or let me tell you what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But Mike Siebert watches the show, and it would be uh, conducive to uh, what that company has historically done, which would be very forward, being very open. So let's hope that he... Continues the John Leisure way of saying, yep. here's the deal. You, you know, wish we hadn't had, hadn't happened. Uh, rather than just kind of, well, maybe, maybe not. That's no good. Right. Semis are trading pretty well here, I would argue, on a rel- relative basis, Jim. Uh, we did have that report over the weekend that uh, Pat Gelsinger of Intel met with the White House right. uh, last month, I believe, uh, and pushing for a multi-billion dollar chip investment in this country. Well, we definitely need it. I think that one of the reasons why they do it away is because it's just much cheaper to make chips. We do need to have a safe place for all the uh, all the equipment from KLA. You know, we need it from uh, Lamb. I mean, uh, and I know that, uh, you know, that Pat is very spot on and uh, we've got tremendous momentum there. But I think the problem is you're talking about multi-year. It takes a long time to get these things done. Very long time. Uh, you do have Micron's a little higher. Of course, had a couple downgrades uh, last yeah. week, which we talked a lot about. AMAT's up. Um, Western Digital. Uh, oil, though, Jim, is probably one of the worst performers this morning. You got crude back to 66. Um, I still think back to your call where yeah, it was in the, the mid-70s. There, yeah. Oh, 
blind squirrel yeah. finds the nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would say that the main thing with uh, oil trades with China, uh, it doesn't trade with the United States. Remember, I had Pioneer on last week. They're doing quite well. I had Devon. They're doing well. But why are they doing well? Because they're spending within their means and then returning a lot of capital and variable dividends, not pumping a huge amount, but just being conservative. So it's not the United States that's driving this down. We're really being much more conservative. We're taking barrels out. Uh, I want to know more about this Venezuela story no one's talking about. If Venezuela has any sort of peace, everybody wants to be back there. The problem had been the inflation was terrible. Mm -hmm. If they lick the, the hyperinflation, people go back there. All the big, the big oil companies. Right, but right. I saw that Woods, what, BHP sold all of it. Yes. Because they're worried about ESG. I think you should, instead of worrying about ESG, fix it. You know, be like these oil companies that are saying, listen, we're going to cut down methane. We're going to get rid of the greenhouse gas. We're going to do our best. But the market is getting hit. Uh, and I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense to, to reevaluate on a daily today what happened in Afghanistan and the implications. I don't think you can just sit there blindly and say, you know what? That is that does not matter. It matters to people in sense of, wow, I've been pretty big in this market and China seems to really be on the rise again, even though they can't even make this stuff because they've got they've they've got Delta sweeping through their country. Sure. Delta, I think, is something that is going to slow our country down. That's why the taper story. It's like I, what I don't want is taper at the same time that we start getting. Uh, all air and B. Yep. Like you go read the Airbnb, Airbnb and you say, well, what am I tapering for? <laughs> exactly I got a right. guy who runs the, one of the largest, greatest hotel companies in the world, you know, the, the pseudo hotel. And he's saying to worry and I'm tapering. Right. I mean, he knows more than I do. That's how I feel. He's got a better read. Right. Well, your, your point about China certainly is correct. Uh, industrial production was not just a miss. It was the weakest since August of last year. Uh, retail sales, 8.5 instead of 10.5. Right. That means- those are weak numbers. Yeah. And another a port was closed this weekend. And look, the Chinese are not going to say, you know, our vaccine doesn't work that well. I think they go to uh, the Pfizer's partner, BioNTech, and say, listen, we need you got to give us a, a billion vaccines. Yeah. Now, there have been four billion vaccines that have been produced. Of course, you need two. But but I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, but I do think that the Chinese kind of need it unfortunate do-over in the vaccine and she's not going to come out and ask Pfizer. They're just not, they're no, not going to do that. No, that's, that's not going to happen. No. Um, we did mention crypto at the top. Uh, market cap back to $2 trillion, first time in three months. Uh, the Journal with an interesting piece about small investors driving this particular rally. Well, this is an amazing rally and I disclose I'm not, I own Ethereum. I checked it this morning with uh, my CEO uh, Noreen Shevlin and I said, oh my God, how could I I bought this as a currency because everyone tells me Ethereum is going to be the currency. If you go read the Coinbase conference call, it's very clear that there are so many institutions that want to take this. Visa leading the charge. I said, I'll own some Ethereum and do some, see what it's like to go buy, some, uh, buy something with it. And all I can tell you is this thing just soared over the weekend. I think there are a lot of people who are saying this is, con- uh, this is uh, let's say, when it goes up, the stock market goes down. How about that? So it's, it's, <laughs> yes. I think let's put it like that. Yeah. Well, and implications for Coinbase, of course, um, which gets reiterated over Atlantic today, uh, overweight and microstrategy. Yes. Look, I, I thought that Coinbase had a very good quarter, if only just because they're the best show of a kind of a bedraggled group. And I do think that uh, if you read the conference call, you realize that I think it's a conference call about crypto. 
and why crypto is about accepting. And you've got to understand if it's accepting, then you should buy Coinbase. You don't need to buy the actual currencies. Meanwhile, treasuries keep, you know. Yes. It's typical of people who think that the economy's got to slow down. Then you get a stock like Apple. You say, okay, um, 12, you know, 5G. I mean, mean, these stocks that are just like they they should – they don't dance to the music. Yep. They're like, hey, you know, things are down. Go buy Apple. I mean, I, I that's a, it's a great market when it says things are down. Let's go buy let's Shopify. Go, let's go. Buy I need Shopify. some Shopify right now. But can you let them come down for a little? People who are buying, could you just wait a little? You might get a better price. That could be terrific. No dip too shallow, Jim. That's been the lesson lately. Isn't that amazing? No dip too shallow. Yeah, I, and I talk to people about the market. It's never like. I'm thinking about selling. I say, you know, give me. F-. There was a bartender this weekend. He saw me. He goes, thanks for Ford. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, but to Jim's point, we're down about 250 and back to 44, 47. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Uh, modest weakness here, considering we were at new highs. Remember, the big problem over the weekend is the COVID variant is sort of boxing in that reflation trade. The materials, the industrials, all the travel stocks. Take a look at the sectors today. You can see that. Uh, you see energy stocks, you see material stocks, industrial stocks, bank stocks weak. Tech is holding up because moderate growth will do okay in this environment. Consumer staples are also holding up. That's the defensive trade. If you look at what we call the broad swath of cyclicals, some of them are also value stocks today. You can see uh, the material stocks, Freeport New, uh, Freeport Macran, uh, Nucor, the travel stocks like Carnival, uh, consumer cyclicals like United Rental and Whirlpool. Those are the weak sectors. And again, that speaks to that COVID variant and what's going on. A lot of questions for traders this week. Uh, among them, of course, what's going on at the Federal Reserve. You heard Steve Leisman talking about the potential for an earlier taper, maybe October, November, rather than January. The Delta variant, well, it's, I said before, boxed in market. That's the problem right now. And of course, we haven't talked about Biden, but there's a lot of discussion about what, if any, damage to his political capital uh, has happened as a result of Afghanistan. And that includes on the infrastructure negotiations. Why are we at new highs? I'll tell you, it's very simple, because we have incredible earnings that just keep going up. Let me just show you the second quarter, 2019 versus 2021 here. Uh, I want to point out some of the things here before we go to that. Let me just show you about the retailers and what's going on here. The retailers are flush with cash right now. The retail earnings situation is going to be fantastic because the consumer, as I mentioned, is flush with cash. Most of the retailers are passing on higher costs. Demand is high and supply is low. And we've got very little on sale out there. So the important thing is we're going to get retail earnings this week. And the consumer has never looked better than they look right now. If you look at some of the big names that are out there and what's going on, well, there's a lot of discussions about that. The Delta variant is really the wild card here. So the key test uh, is back to school. And if you look at some of the big numbers here, apparel They've held on very, very well. Big names like Urban Outfitters, Under Armour, Gap, Capri Holdings, all doing really well. Uh, But the big issue is everybody going to go back to school? Is everybody going to go back to the weddings? Is everybody going to go back and refresh their wardrobe for back to work? We don't know that. These stocks have been acting like they have and they will be happening in the fall. But again, that's a big uh, wild card. The department store, same situation. These stocks, the Macy's and the, the Coles of the world, they all ran up in the earlier part of the year. Most of them have been sideways since then under the theory that we're going to have a, a significant reopening. I think the problem, again, we don't know to what extent there's going to be reopened. Just want to go back to that point about the S&P earnings. Carl, S&P earnings are up 30% compared to the second quarter of 2019. The revenues are up 
8%. So this is amazing. You have a modest increase in revenues in the last two years, used 2019, and a huge increase in earnings. And Carl, that is operating leverage. Modest increase in revenues because you have massive cost cutting. The bottom line blows up. 8% increase in revenues, 30% increase in earnings. And people, of course, are still noticing that margins at 13% for the S&P 500. That remains at a record. And that, Carl, is why we're hitting these new 52-week highs, at least on Friday. Back to you. Not to mention the record cash hoards uh, for global companies uh, being written about today as well. Bob, thanks, uh, Bob Pisani. As we get to our bond report, we'll see how treasuries are faring here. We did mention the 10-year yield getting back just below one and a quarter. Dow is down uh, 260. Uh, Might sound like a lot, but it's actually the worst day so far for the Dow in about 12 days. (laughs) We're back in a moment. S&P laggards on this Monday. You're going to get some uh, oil and materials Mm. in there, but Moderna is going to lead the charge to the downside, uh, down about 6.5%. Still remains the best-performing S&P name uh, for the year so far. We'll take a short break. Dow's down 270. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. This market's uh, one of the things about this market is if you find the right one, it's unbelievable. Upstart is artificial lending. Okay, it's been up 395 percent this year. And it reported a quarter last week. Good quarter, really good. It quickly goes up 70 points. So uh, don't lose heart. There are some real firecrackers out there, and this is an amazing lending company. Just keep looking, keep looking, and don't necessarily get caught up that they're all bad that just started. This is a very good company, but don't be discouraged. The market should go down. There's things happening this yeah. weekend that we're just... Yeah. There's, there's a t- bad news this weekend. Yes. Uh, a lot of bad news. Uh, you are going to have Roblox to kick around tonight, but what's on MAD? Okay, we've got... Yeah, Roblox has been very interesting yeah. because it's very split, but people, if students come home again, wow. Okay, we have uh, Suntory, which is a very good company, by the way. It's Jim Beam. Uh, and then App Love and this company, people, someone called in, and I, I, it's just a fire. Yeah, you know, it's just on fire. It's a... Another one of these companies that helps gamers, helps everybody. It's like helps everything. I mean, you, know, you know the way this market's working is if you can be a platform for developers, Roblox too. Uh, people love you. Uh, it is, it's very hard to keep track of all the companies that have come public. We didn't even get to Wheels Up. <laughs> That's right. Someone recommended Wheels That's up. right. We were talking to Blade on Tech Check later oh, on Oh, good, today. because yes. Blade asked me, when are you taking Blade? I said, like, I don't know. I, She's like, where do you go? He's West Hampton, the other side. All right, maybe. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.